So, what do you find more unsettling? Being abducted by aliens or being in the water with a great white shark at night? Ugh. God, it's like the same thing. <laughs> Both is pretty awful. <laughs> Not gonna lie. One's just like taking you, the other one's just like hanging out with you. Yeah. Uh, more unsettling? Well, like, which, which, which scenario would you prefer to find yourself in? One, one you can, like, one's obviously something that you can understand because we've all been in the water at right. nighttime. Yeah. And a lot of times you're with your friends. I remember specifically being at a hotel pool at nighttime with my dad. And the hotel pool had lights, but my dad was doing the Jaws thing, pretending to be a shark. And just the very idea scared the living hell out of me. <laughs> even though I know it's my father grabbing my leg, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> one time, I convinced Max, hey, at midnight, let's go night surfing because it's supposed to be a full moon well us being fucking idiots the full moon's not till like four when it's like at the highest and like the brightest or whatever i don't think it was four but it was much later than midnight yeah it was not at its peak light hour and i was the closing busser at cvk and he wasn't working and he was like all right i'm on board i'm like cool i'm gonna rush to get off work and then and i brought my surfboard it was in my truck all shift and i'm like as soon as i get off just meet me at in the parking lot at work and we'll just jam to the beach. It's gonna be awesome. Cause we had done like, we had like a month before we had done a, a full moon surf at Rincon. It was actually really fun. Cause it was like peak full moon. So you could actually see a lot. Mm -hmm. So we went to the point of Ventura. So he's like all reluctant. I'm on my dinner break, lunch break, whatever. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be off soon. Blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna jam to the bathroom. He was just like, nah, I don't know. And I'm just like, leave me on now. I've been fucking Busting tables for six and a half hours is all I want to do. This is literally getting me through the night. We're doing this. He's like, all right, maybe. So he like reluctantly shows up late after I got off work early. <laughs> we take separate cars and we jam to the beach because he's being a little bitch about it. And I'm like, God damn it. And we park at the point. And I'm like, we're doing this. And he was like, dude, it's not even that bright out. I'm like, whatever. We'll still have fun. There's waves, whatever. We'll go get in the water. It's crazy. It's fun. stupid. And he's just like, nah, I don't want to do it. And I was just like, dude. I literally like went through my whole work shift. I'm like, I'm going. He was like, no. I'm like, you enjoy me or you can sit on the beach. I'm getting in the water. So I suited up all pissed off. And like, the principal of the thing got my support bottled out by myself. And he stood there and like smoked a cigar or something on the beach. He was smoking like, I think it was like a cigar, like a little cigarello thing. All bundled up and warm, smoking the cigar on the beach. Paddled out, looking over my shoulder. I could see the little glow of the cigar. I'm just like, son of a bitch. I'm just paddling out, all pissed off. And as soon as I went under the first wave that broke in front of me, I ducked over underneath it. And as I was underwater, I was like, this was a mistake. It's like, I am very alone in a very dark body of water. And I like, immediately, like, cranked and like popped up early because I was just like, I want to be on the surface. <laughs> and then kept paddling because I was just like, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to catch a wave and then I'm going to go back to the truck. <laughs> but 
I went out past the break and I sat out there in the ocean in the dark on not a very aggressively full moon. <laughs> it was terrifying. Every little splash, because it wasn't like the night we'd surf when it was a good full moon where you could see the waves coming. I couldn't see shit. The only thing I could see was if I was looking in the right direction with the lights from the coast, I could see the like angle of the water. Everything out towards open sea was dark. So I couldn't see waves coming. I couldn't see anything. I was like, this is horrible. Why did I do this? I was like, this is not the point that needs to be made right now. I'm either gonna get eaten by a shark or I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> and neither of which are gonna be a good time when I get back to the beach. <laughs> and so every little splash of water, I was just like, terrified and like all of a sudden like the horizon just rises up because it's like the set's coming in and i don't know where i am placement wise so i'm just caught inside i got there i got caught inside on like two different sets so i constantly freaked out laid down paddled further out to sea to try and beat it over these waves and still had to duck dive into the dark <laughs> and then i think i finally caught like one really shitty wave and just was like so desperate to try and ride it to the beach that as soon as I thought I was gonna like wade out of it, I just laid on my belly and paddled in with it. And the only thing I could I could see Max's little glow, this little cigarette thing on the beach. So I kind of knew where he was. And the whole time I was just watching it, and I was just like, this is horrible. It was like strong current and shit. Anyways, long story short, I digress. As terrifying as that was. I would probably still pick that. Just cause it's like, I don't know, you kinda know what you're up against as a human. That's that's my tale. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I don't surf anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be abducted. Yeah! <laughs> Bring me the aliens. Let's go. <laughs> Johnny Jaws cast. I am Johnny Horror, one of your hosts this evening, and with me tonight, the one, the only, Brian Calvert, who just described a harrowing tale of survival. Stupidity. <laughs> yes. Severe stupidity. And stubbornness, which you're not known for at all. None of those things. No. Doesn't check out. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, just listening to that story the entire time, I was like, yeah, anytime now, guys, you can you can zap me up and just take me with. That'd be better. The dust just swirls. Uh-huh. In, inside. I actually wrote uh, a couple of years ago for Christmas, I... 
got a wild hair up my ass and like in I don't know maybe that probably the end of November I was like I'm gonna write Celeste a short story for Christmas and I'm gonna do right. it I'm gonna write it on my phone and then I'm gonna get like little booklets and I'm gonna hand write every word out and then do it in pencil just in case I fuck up that I and uh, I can fix it and then go over it with a pen Long story short, I did not have that present completed <laughs> by Christmas. Um, I had part of it done, but uh, it was a story about a woman who gets abducted by aliens. And uh, Celeste has a tremendous fear of aliens showing up in her bedroom at night. So I was like... I'm going to write her a really scary story about an alien showing up in a woman's bedroom at night and then that woman gets abducted and the absolute worst things in the world happen to her because I'm a great husband. Uh, so amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, but, she must hate this movie also. Uh, <laughs> I she, mean, she loves this movie. Yeah, She loves alien movies. This is one of those things that... Same reason that, you know, we're sitting here doing this podcast because I'm fucking terrified of sharks mm -hmm. and infatuated with them all at the same time. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. So, you know, it's not uh, same reason that, you know, you wanted to go surfing at dark because... Dumb child. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Child, I think I was, yeah, I was probably like 18. No, I was like 1920. I was going to say, that had to be right about the time that you and I became buddies yeah. because if you were busting at CPK, that's about when I started. I was either so. 19 or 20, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Damn. What a time to be alive. Ages ago. It's like a decade ago now. God, we've been, mm. we've been doing this dance for a hot minute. Um, well, tonight on the Johnny Jaws cast, we are discussing. The 2022 uh, science right. fiction western horror film from Jordan Peele. Nope! And if you've seen the film, then you probably understand why we're discussing it on the Johnny Jaws cast. And if you have not seen the film, and you're like, why are they talking about an alien movie on a shark-related podcast? Well... Stop what you're doing right now and go and watch the film, and yeah. you'll hopefully understand why. Yeah. Um, but, uh... I mean, it took me about halfway through the movie to realize why we were watching this. I mean, I, did, I, I, earlier, I but... did pause it and go, hey, do you know why we're watching <laughs> this movie now? And I'm pretty sure I said no. Because <laughs> I hit you up, like, last week... And I was like, hey, we're going to do a podcast. Like, does this day work for you? And you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll make it work for that day. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then you started being like, yeah, I got to rewatch this movie, man. You know, like, I know we just watched it, but like, I, I got to have it fresh in my mind. And, and I was just like, well, A, I know you've never seen this movie because I asked you about it like not a month ago. And you said, no, I haven't seen that movie. And B, I was like, we definitely have not watched it together, so I don't know what you're talking about. And then you started making references to Five Nights at Freddy's, <laughs> which we watched together for your birthday. Review on its way. <laughs> Never ever. Uh, long story short, that movie's garbage. 
I have nothing nice to say about it, so yeah, well, uh, I... Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> Coming 2024. <laughs> the Five Nights at Johnny's podcast. <laughs> um, I loved it. Anyways. Brian, does the thought of alien invasion scare you? <laughs> Yes and no. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. Like, not any more than the current status of the, the world. world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we talked about it earlier, it was like, I mean, yes, it's it's freaky and looming, and but also, if they wanted to wipe out our civilization, they could have by now. Yeah. And they're probably kind of just chilling up there, like this movie, watching us and being like, mm, they're doing a pretty good job at it on their own. I was say, I feel like it's a lot like us watching, like, fucking, the, what was the video I sent you of the alligator fighting the, was it the anaconda or yeah. python? And you're just like, God damn! That looks fucking awful! Alright, on to the next thing, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I just feel like there. that's what aliens are doing. Swipe. They're just like watching us going, ah. Fuck! What's going on in Israel? That looks terrible! I need to get their hands or whatever they are dirty. Alright, let's go see what the fuck's going on on Mars. Alright, later! Yep. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, if they showed up Independence Day style tomorrow, there would be cause for concern, to say the least. But if they're just floating around out there like we're... very, very sure at this stage <laughs> in the game that they yeah. are, uh, then, you know, yeah, I'm definitely more concerned about catching cancer. Right. <laughs> our, our, our shit's already <laughs> so beyond fucked at this point. I think if an alien showed up, we wouldn't even know what to do. We'd be like, oh, man, we really gotta get our priorities together. If anything, Which it would be this, could help. this. I don't know. Like, if you've ever read or seen the film Watchmen, I, I feel like the yeah. graphic novel does a little bit better job with it, where they create in, like, the the world is on the brink of nuclear war, and right. then one man manages to create, like, a, a alien species that, right. like, attacks us, essentially, and we have to band together yeah. as a human race to fight the, the alien species, and, you know, that... That's, you know, wishful thinking to say Exactly. The least, yeah, but, that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Uh, but that would be the one of the positives to come out of that yeah. sort of scenario. Like, hey, the enemy of my enemy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Religion what? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if aliens fucking showed up tomorrow, then a lot of people would be shaken in their faith, to say the least. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh... This is the Johnny Jaws cast, and we are out here on Amity Island as per the usual. We just really enjoy this fucking island because we've been here for like two years now. (laughs) Just hopping around and talking about sharks, and every now and then we'll see a razorback out there, and now there's aliens... 
So something tells me that there Why might there might be an <laughs> alligator or a crocodile not too far in the distant future, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, if there's an issue on Amity Island, we naturally have to stop by the Amity Police Station. <clears throat> you've been hanging out with my, you've been hanging out with my kids too much. <laughs> he tried to arrest me. Right here. I know. He's, 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 he's gonna make a hell of a law enforcer one day. Let me tell you, this kid tried to arrest Brian and told him he was gonna take all of his money. So, yeah. I was you like, know. Whoa. Like, you go? Hey, man, you've been watching Training Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. Right future. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on him. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Uh, nope is a 2022 American Western science fiction horror film written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele under his and Ian Cooper's Monkey Paw Productions banner. It stars David Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, as a, and Kiki Palmer as a horse wrangling uh, group of siblings attempting to capture evidence of an unidentified flying object in California. Appearing in supporting roles are Stephen Yoon, Michael Wincott, Brandon Piera, and Keith David. So, yeah, basically, uh, well, I could do a uh, breakdown of the film's plot, but why would I do a good breakdown when Brian can do a bad breakdown? <laughs> So, Brian, please take it away with Brian's best bad breakdown. Okay. Oh, we're going to kick your ass so much, we're going to get tired of kicking your ass. We're going to start kicking our own asses. There's going to be so much ass kicking, they're going to write a book about it. There's going to be so much ass kicking today, they're going to make it a national holiday. Oh, people are going to get so fucked up on that holiday, they're going to get together and start, start making horny little ass kicking babies. There's going to be an ass kicking extravaganza. You done? Too soon, I tell! Will you two just shut the fuck up and fight me already? Pass kick it! Okay, now I'm done. As a sudden phenomenon kills the father of a farm, the son, now in charge, believes that a creature did the damage. Meryl, I mean OJ, has to use his skills to defend his farm from the monster wreaking havoc on his shores, I mean land, and kill the son of a bitch once and for all. Beautiful. <laughs> Lovely. I'm here for it. I hope so. Do you want to break down your breakdown and uh, 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 discuss your references there? Sure. Uh, so, lots of references to what we've touched on in the past, being why we're here, Jaws, mm -hmm. and Signs, two of, I feel like, very main contributors. Uh, Meryl being... Kind of an OJ figure, Joaquin Phoenix from Signs, mm -hmm. and then obviously our monster wreaking havoc on his shores slash land. Yeah, 
Um, story retold and just don't fix it if it's not broken. Type of. I think that Nope and Signs are a perfect double feature at the Johnny Horror Drive-In. Oh, I love it. Um, I think, I think you start with Signs. I think you do because it's got a little bit more of a, um, uh, for really, really lack of a better phrase, this is not the appropriate phrase, but I can't think of anything (laughs) better right now. A wet blanket ending. Like, it's a lot more kind of like, and I mean, I love the ending of that movie. I really, really love the ending of that movie, but Nope has obviously a much more grandiose, big, loud that was uh, epic ending, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think those two very much go hand in hand. Yeah, Signs leans into that more, like, uh, War of the Worlds kind of yeah. apocalyptic. It's, we've found the cure, but, you know, the movie doesn't cover it. Yes. I mean, we, don't, we don't get into that. Yeah. We, we did it, but there's work to be done. Here's your soft kind of ending well like signs like falls into the same tropes as war of the worlds where like in the original novel of war of the worlds it is the environment that kills the aliens they don't know how to they're um, losing yeah they they don't know how to uh deal with like our it's the atmosphere right it's it's like the bacteria they get saved by the common cold right that's right smell which i think is genius (laughs) and i've talked about this on this podcast with multiple people kaylin and abby specifically like i love the ending of signs so many people are like why the fuck would the aliens come to a planet that is you know 70 percent water 70 percent water and and when they're when they can't live in water and my argument is always well they probably had no idea what the fuck water was <laughs> yeah if you think of us going to a different planet odds are there is some sort of element that we're not going to be familiar with and it will fucking kill us yeah. watch any fucking science fiction movie with <laughs> us trying to explore other planets and see how many motherfuckers get killed that way <laughs> Boom! Case in point. Boom! So, <laughs> anybody who says the ending of Signs is stupid, guess what? You're stupid. Yeah. Um, but I digress. i a new planet. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Rob Podcast, but it's not a God, that movie's so good. Yeah, I Fuck, love it. Fuck, it's so good. It. And I, I just feel God. like there are so many, like, beats. Like, there's a farm... You know, Mel Gibson has a farm. The terror. Yeah, the the build up. There's God. There's good amount of like. Is what's happening actually happening? (laughs) Mel Gibson has a farm. I love the that's your beat. There's a farm. Mel Gibson has a farm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you started talking, and I was like, "All right, cool." Well, I was gonna lead in with more stuff. Sorry, Mel Gibson. (laughs) Now. Fuck. God damn it. I want t-shirts made so bad that just has the Johnny Jaws cast like on the little breast pocket and on the back it just says Mel Gibson has a farm. (laughs) If you're out there and you're listening, 
please make those those shirts. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Um, but there is like a buildup of like, is what's happening actually happening, and the characters have to kind of come to terms with that. Right. Um, and so there are both films have these great beats of like like genuinely scary things happening mm -hmm. to such like a humble situation yeah too obviously like both of them are just like we're working our land that's what we're trying to do yeah why the fuck is this happening here yeah <laughs> right now really <laughs> what the fuck and both films deal with like character like the lead character losing a mm -hmm. significant loved one in their life yep. in an absolutely yeah. awful way um and, and like, how that pieces. Yeah. yeah and how that contends with the the situation that they find themselves mm -hmm. in throughout the rest of the film god um, so good and both films also kind of deal with like miracles in a way uh mm -hmm. i think signs deals with miracles in a much more positive light where True. nope is taking the the opposite direction of sometimes they're just bad things yep. that happen that yeah. have no explanation exactly um i love that line too mm -hmm. that's so good yeah it's a great line it's a real kicking point in that movie mm -hmm. i'm just like ooh, yeah um right how what was your first kind of like discovery of this film like when did you first kind of become aware of it it popped up i think as a trailer which we talked about and when we were when i was talking to celeste about it, i'm like man this movie's been out for a year i haven't seen it yet till tonight and up until this point i still knew very little about mm -hmm. the plot i knew it was good because i i trust the director and the cast and I knew what was coming was going to be fucking killer but the way they they built the trailer and the way they marketed it it was just like and like the title alone yeah like it just sets up so much like <laughs> uh what's the word fucking like ah uh, fuck I can't think of it but um it just sets up so much in the shadows of just okay cool that's the setting that's what you get it's horses. This is the family. This is where they're at. That's all. Shit's going down. It's in the sky type of thing. And yeah. I loved it. And I was like, damn. <laughs> Every time I watch like the trailers or little like teasers on Instagram and stuff, I'm like, damn, this is really cool marketing. Because they don't give away anything. Yeah, other than that it's clearly a UFO. Yeah. And that's it. <coughs> they don't show anything. There's only like little little teasers here and there, even like the more in-depth ones that had like certain characters in it. It was still just like it's still not telling like a story through this trailer. And I love that. I'm like, God, I wish more movies would do this. Would play it that close to the chest, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I agree. Like I hate watching three minutes of a fucking trailer and I'm like And you're like, cool, oh, like that movie? why would I pay to see this movie yeah. now? I'm like, all right, well, when that one streams, I guess I'll watch it now that I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And this one, I'm like, 
It's a UFO to some degree, and it's on a ranch. That's all I really know what's what's coming. Yes. And we're along for the ride, and I love that. I had so much of, like, the inverse of that. Um, obviously, I had seen Get Out, and I had seen Us, so I was very aware that Jordan Peele was making another right. movie and that it was a horror Thank science God. fiction movie. Um, and so when the trailer came out, I was just like, <clears throat> okay, it's clearly an alien movie. And that's where the marketing worked really well for me because I watched their first trailer, their teaser trailer, whatever it was, watched that one was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought Get Out was incredible. I really liked Us, but I definitely had... You haven't seen Us, I haven't right? seen yeah, Us, yeah. You haven't seen Us. So no. there, there... I really, really like that movie, but there's some definite, like, issues with my suspension of disbelief where I'm like, okay, okay. why and how are these things happening? Mm -hmm. That to, to the degree that, like, it bothers me when I watch the movie. Okay. I mean, that's... that's you know, a discussion for another time. But so I watched this trailer and I was like, okay, aliens, whatever. I'm sure there's something else there because it's Jordan Peele. But I'm like, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. And then, then their second trailer came out and I tried not to watch a lot of it. Like <laughs> right. I didn't watch it on, I didn't watch it on YouTube. And then like we were in a movie theater seeing a film and it came on and I kind of just, did one of these where like I would yeah. kind of look up and kind of look <laughs> smart, down. Smart, smart. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then the reviews came out, and the reviews were mostly positive, but not as positive as his previous film. So I was just kind of like, you know, maybe it's a dud. So, like, I knew that Celeste wanted... I mean, I wanted to see it still. There was no question about yeah. it. Um, and But Celeste has been really a big fan of all of his movies. So it was like, yeah, we're going to go see this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, without uh, showing my hand too much, like, in that movie, like, when that movie was done, it was just kind of like one of these moments of, like, <laughs> That was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to once again say positive things about the marketing, like, it piqued my interest without, like, it's, you know, the, the thing, the, the Leo thing from Django where it's like, you know, you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. Mm -hmm. Like, the trailer had my curiosity, and this film constantly yeah. has my attention. Like, if you Absolutely. have paid attention to my, my review channel at all, then you know exactly how I feel about this film. But, um, uh, without any further ado, we are gonna talk about some of the things that uh, we enjoyed about this film specifically. And in order to talk about things that we like, we got to go to places that we like. So 
We're gonna bounce from the super duper depressing <laughs> setting of the Amity police station and head on over to some white sand beaches. Over here at beautiful white sand beaches, AKA the good stuff, AKA what we liked about the movie, we're gonna talk about the shit that we liked. So, b why don't you hit me with one of the things that you enjoyed about this movie? Oh, man. Mine went pretty, like, chronologically. Yeah, I that's mean, how I tend to do mine yeah, as well. Actually. I was kind of just, like, getting into it and selling in and, like, hitting key points. But, man, <coughs> that intro with his dad mm-hmm. and things just raining from the sky. Yeah tripped me out yeah but it was such a cool fucking intro with like really not a lot of shadows or anything in the sky but just it takes place in broad daylight just raining like it's like hailing what the fuck is happening it's in broad daylight there's some clouds but not enough yeah nothing's dark enough to like be raining mm-hmm. and then the damage done yeah obviously you know to his father and then See that that shot of the key sticking out of the horse mm-hmm. after it jumped mm-hmm. from one of them. God, that was such a fucking cool scene. Yeah, I'm right there with you. My very first thing that I have is um, the opening. Like, I include that scene as well, but the bit opening with the tragedy on the Gordy set mm-hmm. with the chimpanzee. Um, God. I remember the first time I watched it, and you you expressed this to me as well at the, the end of the picture. Um, it was like, why did we start with that scene? What is the significance timeline is so of, that, of that scene? And we'll talk a little bit more about the significance overall um a little bit later but there is such a foreboding nature about that scene then the scene with OJ yeah and Otis senior that you just you're on edge and that's what I yeah. what I talked to you about that I think Jordan Peele probably does better than anybody uh in, in this current age you know the only other person that i can think that does that did it as good or better was is uh john carpenter when he was in his prime there's there's a just a way that jordan peele sets up his his movies that's just center uh, that's just off center um to where you're like something doesn't seem right. He yeah. does it very well in Get Out. Like I remember mm-hmm. feeling incredibly uncomfortable yep. through all of Get Out. Oh, that's um, his jam, man. Yeah. And us, there's a very creepy intro to that as well. <coughs> I believe it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um but uh yeah, he just has this great way of like you just like Going in, I'm just gonna go see a movie. It's gonna be great. And Man. then within five minutes, you're like, I don't really feel comfortable being here and right you're a now. Part of it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. The way it's shot, you're you're in it. 
Mm-hmm. You're in that scene. You're right there, and it's so uncomfortable. And then it segues into almost a comforting setting that's just off kilter enough, and then again settles back into something uncomfortable and like unknown. Yeah, and I mean the the very next thing that I have that also has in parentheses right next to it foreboding is the titles because yeah, same. <laughs> uh, I said the name chapters. Yeah. That's the, my next thing is the chapters. <laughs> um, but like the, the title is like right when it drops nope. And then you just see, yes. you're kind of in this like, almost like air shafty looking thing. And you're like, yeah. what is this? I don't know. Like, what is this square box with all these flutters that, mm-hmm. that were kind of like passing through and you don't know what it is. Until you've seen the movie. And then every time you watch the movie, subsequently, when those those titles roll, Nope goes, and then they're doing the the, the cast and crew titles, you're just like, Ugh. Yep. God. That's its fucking throat. Yep. Um, <coughs> and it's just scary. It's just a scary yeah. way to... I remember even not knowing what it was just feeling very unnerved on yeah. the first watch so unsettling like, like what what are we in for because we started with this fucking monkey for some reason and then we jump over to this farm and shit's falling from the sky now we're in this like fucking square tunnel thing and we've just gone through so much in such a small period of time i don't know where my bearings are and i think it's just it's just such smart yeah. filmmaking to set you that's so cool <laughs> off the dial and yeah. just not know what to expect yeah. you know you're just along for the ride uncomfortably aggressively uncomfortably along for the ride yeah and you literally just have to like settle into your seat and just ride it out it, i mean very much like because you... even the timing like you're in that the tunnel of that intro for a while yeah and you have no idea what it is at that mm-hmm. point you're just like okay and it's like wheeling and you're doing your thing and it opens up until like the man riding the horse the like yeah. two second clip as it like kind of spills into itself it's just like god like <laughs> yeah nothing is you can't anchor yourself to anything yeah you're just like okay <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you just have to Buckle up, because <laughs> it's happening. This guy does such a good job. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just such a great, such a great intro, such a great start to the film, and um, yeah, what you were saying just a, a, a second ago, like with with the chapters, like that's like I'm a big fan of that in movies. I don't. I know. love it. I do. I, just, I love it when Tarantino does it. I fucking love that shit. Killer. Yeah, he's top tier yeah. when it comes yeah. to those. I just I'm because probably the way my OCD and Type A personality is structured. Like I fucking love just doing like having title cards for. Um, or chapters for scenes and different different parts right. of movies because it does kind of like fall into like reading a book yeah almost um and i don't know i'm a i'm a really big fan of that like i love it 
Yeah, we I, we brought it up before. Like, I loved it, and I think the way I brought it up to you was I loved it in like Infinity War when they set like this is the city we're at, and it's just yeah. like bam. Yeah, and it's such a clean font, which is huge. Graphic me. designer here. <laughs> I love it. And it's like this bitchin' font, and it's over a cityscape, and it's just like, boom, yeah. setting. And then from that, we've used it in the Johnny Horror Show yeah. with regards to Nathaniel Rape Lifts and the Night Sweats music videos. Well, that where was... they slap it in yeah. as a stock cut yeah. with a title. It's like, pause everything, lock it, and then play. That's absolutely how we, we started doing that that bit because you sent me that video and we were both like yeah that part where like he's like man i need a drink and then it just smash Boom. cuts to the title freeze frame right there i was like dude we should start doing that on the show and it's next scene and yeah it rolled right and in it just, and just like then oh. it smash cuts to the next scene and it's and very like, tarantino yeah especially in that music video yeah. it's very tarantino but god it's like kill bill to the t and it's yeah. fucking awesome shit but I just love that, like, punchy scene setting. Yeah. And that's, like, in this movie, it's, like, horse names or nope or Gordy. And it's yeah. just, like, here's what's coming, bitch. Yeah. And he's, like, buckle up. And it's just, like, fuck, here we go. And it does. It sets it up. And, like, it's such a fun segue Yeah, I think something he, so intense. He does it really smart, too, where he does, like, each beat does have to do with a horse. Up and until a point. Up up until a point. And then I changed to... it. At first, the first two, I'm like, I love the horse titles. Yeah. And then it went to Gordy. Gordy. And I was like, oh, shit, it's not just horse titles. Yeah. We're getting into shit. And then Nope was one. I'm like, okay, so just title cards. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Well, bam. when, when they, they throw back, because they do Gordy, and then it jumps to Jean Jacket, which was the name of one of their horses, but is now the name yes. of... The unidentified object, mm -hmm. which I think is, which just fucking mwah, love all that. So um, good. Uh, yeah, just the way he uses that as a, as a kind of like a reset. He does a lot too with with his cuts, where he cuts to to black a lot in this yeah. movie. Um, even if it's like for a split second, <clears throat> like when OJ gets knocked out. After the Star Lasso experience, he yep. gets kind of like sucked up, but he goes up into like the rafters and then Smacks slams rafters. down and then yep. just like cuts to black. And that was like, is like a, a two seconds of yes. black and then goes like, he, he does that really well, um, throughout the film. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's just, I love that level of like. Um, like creativity and like this is how I'm going to tell this right. specific story. Yeah, and maybe I'll use some similar beats from way from things that I've done before. Yeah, but I'm gonna integrate new cuts, new style mm -hmm. of filmmaking for you know this this particular um film as opposed to things that I've done before. Like yeah. I'm. I am a big fan of that. And this this movie just as a whole is clearly bigger than anything he's done before and it it just feels 
bigger and just the approach that yeah. he takes overall is is very um, fun and engaging. Yes. God, it's killer. Like, some of those cuts were like, the intro, the first couple cuts, like, it's like, okay, there's a break in this conversation. Like, there's a break in the scene. Yeah. And it just like, almost fades to that black. Yeah. And other ones towards the tail end, it's just like, right after a sentence. Yeah. It's just, boom. Yeah. Title card. You're just like, ooh, we're getting into it. Like, this is happening. The tempo. That's yeah, cool. Again, it is very much like reading a book because yeah. you would you would get to the end of a chapter and it would end with that that one line, mm -hmm. and then you'd flip the page exactly. and then you'd be like Jean Jacket. Yeah, like oh yeah. baby, yeah, we're here for it. Let's next go. Page, next page. Next page. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love it. Uh, the next like I had was uh, they were pretty early on. But it was the horse shrieks when they're being abducted. I feel like you're looking at, like, I, I fucking swear to Christ, like, <laughs> verbatim, like, all the same things. Because that's what I have. I just have the screaming. Like, yes. Because and the fact that he mentions, OJ mentions, like, I've never heard a horse make that sound before. And yes. it's such a crazy, like, through the canyon yeah. as it's flying by like, which is a whole other thing of, like, the sounds as it's still well, that's, around. Well, that's, that's kind of what I was referencing nuts. is because when you first watch the film, yeah. the first half of the film, you just think that's a spaceship whizzing yep. by. That's yep. the sound that it makes. Right. And then you realize it's fucking screaming. And you're like, oh, fuck. That's it's awful. In the midst of being eaten. Yes! Being fucking digested and shit. And then it finally just... Uh-huh. Which is uh, probably another thing I think I made might have wrote down. Yeah, it's kind of in there, but... Just like that finale. Mm -hmm. But the lead-up, like... And, like, when he goes to find... What's the name of the first horse that gets out? The white one that jumps and he tears after it. When he first hears him, like... Ghost, right? I think maybe it's it is ghost, ghost. yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Because one is that is right. Mm -hmm. That's when he like sees the amphitheater and he hears him yeah. like giving this whole spiel, and that's when the horse actually gets abducted because it went on cue. Uh -huh. And he hears it through the canyon and the lights like, uh -huh. and it's just like, holy shit! Yeah, like, and the way they did that sound, Carrie, it's just so cool yeah, and so eerie. And I was like, oh, man, this is something else. Like, next level, for sure. It, it, again, it's like, <clears throat> and I'll reiterate this probably two or three more times <laughs> as we're, like, discussing this movie. But Celeste said it best, like, at the end of the film, she's like, just every time you see it, it gets better. Yeah, was like I heard she, that she looked at me. She's like, "Don't you think?" I was like, "Absolutely." Every time we watch this movie, it gets better and better. Yeah, and just like the gravity of each scene and each scenario, like again, just every time, like that fucking spaceship goes whirling by, and you just hear the screeching coming yeah. from. You're just like, God, it just Ugh. ate a fucking horse. It just ate like. 50 people like yeah uh, oh that was insane yeah that's yeah. on there <clears throat> what's next on your list uh gordy in the veil 
kind of, this is like something that you had mentioned and I thought was really impressive that you mentioned like, <laughs> just kind of off the cuff because I had to read a lot about <laughs> this. And I suppose we can talk about this here, about the significance of Gordy and Jupe and the disaster on the television set and how this film opens with a very small snippet of that. God. And then kind of doesn't touch back to it for another 30 to 40 minutes. At least. And you're like, okay, so what does a chimpanzee going ape <laughs> uh, on a television set? You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, if this was one of my reviews, I would have laughed like angrily in the camera right there. Like, <laughs> yep, just like that. Um, I guess. You know the way. Uh, so what is... Yeah, what does a chimpanzee going crazy on a television set and killing a bunch of people have to do with an alien organism appearing in the California desert on a farm? Like, how do those two things yeah. coincide and exist and have <clears throat> a significance to one another? Yeah. So, obviously, the idea is... There's multiple themes throughout this film. One of them is obviously the what we give and sacrifice to try and become famous and what it what it kind of takes from us as individuals. Mm -hmm. um, the other is the Hollywood system in general and how fucking preposterous it is. We get a lot of that in the the opening scenes with OJ on the commercial set <clears throat> just how fucking preposterous <laughs> that world is. And the TMZ guy. Mm-hmm. With yep. the TMZ guy as well. That's just right. dying to get his hands on the camera before he dies. That's all he wanted. Insanity. But <clears throat> I think the big thing is and this is, you know, very much thrown in your face, it's not subtle at all, is that uh, you don't fuck with nature, basically. <laughs> you don't, you can't control nature, and I think that comes down to um, animal nature, nature nature, human nature, like, we're, we're all, like, beholden to just the way the world is, and Jupe, early on, sees something absolutely horrific happen to his co-stars and he experiences a true tragedy, but he, like, bottles it up and doesn't quite yeah. work through it and process it. And you can see that <laughs> in the scene yeah. when he's discussing the SNL skit and how how... how warped his mind is because he's discussing but, that SNL skit and like like it's artwork yeah exactly he lived it yeah and it, the, the way that he talks about it is obviously like him cutting himself off from right. the actual tragedy and being yep. like dude the like 
Chris Kattan is the fucking shit. He was on fire as Gordy. Like, you just, he's undeniable, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, okay, man, like, people died, bro, and you were there. Like, come on, let's. As a child. Let's, yeah. you know, you can see how he disassociated himself yeah. from that. So then fully. And then a handful of scenes later, we get to see the actual incident itself yeah. where the monkey goes apeshit and yeah. just fucking annihilates a couple of cast uh, members. Man. And then Jupe being underneath a table with a tablecloth, uh, tablecloth on it is hiding and then the chimpanzee spots him and comes over to him like fucking bloody as fuck and there's the tablecloth covering Jupe's eyes from the chimpanzee's eyes and the chimp knows he's in there and puts his fist out for a fist bump that they've established that, that they do. Yeah. They do explosive the, fist the, bump. The, the, the first exploding fist bump. And as they're about to do the fist bump, the law enforcers show up and shoot the chimp in the head. Yep. End of story. <clears throat> so the bit to take from that is that Jupe was not able to look Gordy in the eyes. Had he looked him in the eyes, he would have, you know, there would have been <clears throat> uh, a fight for dominance, basically. That's right. that's what what we're doing here is that, you know, nature in and of itself, there's always going to be, you know, a food chain and a top predator. And because that veil was covering Jupe's eyes, he couldn't look into Gordy's eyes and Gordy couldn't look into his eyes. So he was protected there. And then that jumps obviously forward to everything that happens with OJ and the, the commercial and people looking to the horse's eyes. And then mm -hmm. OJ registers that. And that's what it is when he, he you look at dominance. The, the monster, yeah. you know, don't look it in the eye because it only eats you if you look it in the eye. Right. Um, territorial. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, maybe some of that shit comes on a little heavy handed, but I think it's also fun mm -hmm. in the, the narrative and the, the storytelling themes. I also think it's just great. It's just a great monster movie. So like, yep. it doesn't matter. Like if you just want to see it as a monster movie and you don't want to think about the fact that like, Oh, it's, you know, nature and yeah. food chain and predators and all that. If you just want to look at it as like, hey, there's just a fucking alien eating people. Cool. Yeah. It works in, in those terms, too. But yeah. obviously, there, this movie has a lot on its mind besides just that. So good. God. Man. All right. I would touch on my mind next. Go for, for it. For likes. Angels, whole vibe. <laughs> Your words, I put it in my likes. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I was very, very concerned that he was going to get cut in half. <laughs> With the barbed wire. Yeah. yeah. They set it up so well. Yeah. I was like, he's done. He's yeah. going to get ripped in half and I'm going to cry. And this movie is going to turn into a very dark, 
dark movie. Yeah. Because he is the only beacon of light and, like, <laughs> depressed hope. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, expresses to them immediately, like, how sad and his heart's been broken. And he's just working at fries. <laughs> and he's just, like, this broken shell of a man. He knows technology. And he just wants to spend time with them. <laughs> And then he turns into, like, this optimistic person. And then he gets wrapped up in barbed wire, and he can't get out of it. And it sucks him up. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be so sad if they kill him via barbed wire. Well, he was being really smart about it, because the reason he he tightened, he, so he takes the tarp. Is that what it is? And he takes the tarp, and then he tightens the barbed wire, so when it gets... That's the only thing that saved him. Okay. I mean, granted, it still could have very much cut him in half. Given, you know, that's what I was wondering was, but it was so he wouldn't get sucked in. He was tightening it so he wouldn't get sucked in. <clears throat> but um, I agree. You see the post like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And I'm just like, I was wondering, I'm like, is it a tether or is this yeah. the scene where like, that's going to be, it's going to flip the coin. Yeah. And then later, obviously, and I'm just like, oh. I kind of love that. I remember when I first watched this movie, just like halfway through, I leaned over to Celeste and I was like, God, I fucking love this guy. He cracks me up. <laughs> he cracks me up so much. Everything that comes out of his mouth. Like, I didn't write it down because I don't think I have to because it just like stuck so fucking firmly in the forefront of my mind. But like at one point, he's just like, I think it was, like, when, when the guy, the TMZ guy on the motorcycle, like, launches off, and he's just like, for the love of fuck! <laughs> and I'm just like, God, that's a good line. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, and she's yelling at him before that, and he's just like, fucking copy! <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what it was, he's like, ah, uh, fucking over! Sorry, yeah, I'm scared. Over. I'm sorry, I'm scared. <laughs> he has great lines. Like I love Schiller. his just like like I said, I love his whole vibe his because it, amazing. It just almost feels like it's a combination of you and me. <laughs> yes. Like as a person. Because like when we first meet him, we're like, that's very much me. I'm like, hey, what do you want? You need yeah, someone to help you set this up? You. Okay, cool. Well, good luck. You're not going to be able to do it because you're stupid, but I can do it for you. <laughs> yep. And then throughout the rest of the movie, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's just like, this guy's just like Brian. Um, uh, this guy's just running his mouth. <laughs> and scared. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But like his, his style too, like he shows up in like a... a Cool black t-shirt, a pair of black dicky shorts, right? like pulled up fucking yep. black socks and like vans, and I'm like, yep. man, oh, I dig this guy's this, this guy's vibe, man. Big this fan. is attire. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I I fucking love Angel. Uh, MVP of the movie for me for sure. Yeah, hands down. Uh, my next one touches on our previous with the horse shrieks when they're being abducted was the screaming from above the house. When the two of them, Angel and Emerald, are in the house. It's just insane. Well, to to piggyback on that and to double back on the piggyback, um, <laughs> uh, my absolute favorite scene in this movie, because it was something that I 
had a really hard time wrapping my head around the first time I watched it was the Star Lasso experience. Yes. I didn't understand so much happens. what was going on yeah. until it was already over. Yep, same. And I just happened. Yeah, and like, like, by the time your brain registers what happens, like we're already on to the next scene and, it's and you're just kind of like, you're just like, yeah. Oh my God, all those people just got eaten. All of them. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, so earlier on in the picture... OJ says, what if it's not a shit? Yeah. And then we cut to black, like we're talking yeah. about. We just did one of those, like, smash and cuts to black. that me, too. I was just like... Yeah, what do you mean? Like, So it's a thing? What, what yeah, like, why... About? I remember just, like, thinking me, like... Because it's like, it doesn't move like a ship. What, yeah, what do you mean it's not a ship? Like, how could it not yeah. be a ship? Because it's clearly a ship. And that's what our fucking... Peon brains that we're like, <laughs> okay, what does that mean? Of course it's a ship. They're our size and they're yeah. visiting. Yeah. <laughs> they drive so, something. It was kind of the, the star lasso scene that you're like, what the fuck just happened? And then when you're like, oh man, those people were being eaten. You're like, it's not a fucking ship. It's a thing. It's a creature. It's a monster. As soon as he unveils lucky in the little caboose thing mm -hmm. to send him down the gulch i'm like that's why when they came for their meeting he was like hey, i want to talk about buying the horses back and he was like we can talk about that yeah dude you're so fucking smart like because again it took me my second watch oh, to be yeah. like it took me my oh, second yeah. watch to be like why the fuck uh, like, because I remember the first watch, it. the first watch I was like, wow, he's really weird about it. I'm like, that's a weird way to say that. Uh-huh. And then, and then on the second watch, I was like, oh, because the motherfucker was feeding him that sack of shit. Good job, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that whole scene of them being like, that was when it was like, oh, this is a, it's, it's a thing. It's eating beyond. And like watching them get sucked up and the screams. And I'm like, the claustrophobia, like. Oh, what what God, I really, makes me so uncomfortable. What I really like about it is that like I find myself as a horror fan wanting to see more. Of like course. I'm like I'm like okay, cool. They get like but up to like, a thing, and then it, it's, it was it was like a it was like, like two uh, things. A part of a horse. It was like a, a partially digested horse. At least that's from what I can tell. That's what it was. Like it was like a horse's head. Oh really? I didn't yeah. even see that. Like that's that's I saw them sure. getting up to something and then it like I'm almost like, positive that's what it is. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and it's one of those things where I'm like, I wanna see more, but like my imagination, like it, that's where it's like such smart filmmaking. Like your imagination does the rest. That's it. You you that's just like you just know that there's absolutely horrific things happening because you hear the screaming oh my God. for hours. It just keeps going. Until finally it gets squashed. It's finally just like, okay. And then it's just silent. And it's just like, oh my God, why did it take that long? Yeah. Why was it so sudden? What yeah. the fuck? All of a sudden it's just like, I'm done with you. Yeah, it's like, it like, took a long time to digest all 40 of those people. But they were alive the whole time. Uh-huh. And that's like that's why he hears it through the whole uh -huh. canyon. And that's like a, another horrific detail. Then you think about the fact that like Jupe 
and his family and his co-star like both him like and her survived this absolutely horrific ordeal to just die in an arguably worse fashion um that there's something about like there's something about like a group of people dying in a horrific way that right. that's just like worse than one people mm -hmm. one person dying <laughs> I, I i don't i don't know what it is <laughs> Like I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean the fact that there's more people based off like, of that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if if the same thing had happened to just one person in the movie, right. it wouldn't have the effect that it does no. when you just see like a group of Obviously. people just yeah. being like in that shot of Stephen Yoon as he looks up and you just see all the shadows swirling around him as like his fucking hair blows and everything, and you just like and then it cuts to black. And no. then, yeah, the next thing that, like, you, you said, the over the house. Oh, and the rain. Uh-huh. And the only place it's not raining is over the house. And it's just like, oh, my God. It's yeah. There. And, like, the way they set that scene is so fucking insane. The fact that Angel makes it back to the house. It's already mm -hmm. my turn. He wasn't that far, but still. Car died and he's like, fuck, and runs back to the house and he gets across a kitchen knife. Yeah, I love that. He was I like, love that. We're fucked! And it goes under the table. <laughs> but man, hearing those screams over the house, like the way they did that sound mm -hmm. and like the visuals, and then it just dropping everything. And like not even just dropping, because it's right above the house, but like the keys and shit are still like penetrating wood. Yeah. Like they're just like coming out of that fucking thing well and then that's where you're like it all makes sense you're like all right cool so that's what happened in the beginning of the movie so it's something it ate a whole bunch of other people one above and just happened to drop it there yeah and it just happened to hit him it was a nickel yeah went through the back of his fucking head or the top of his head yeah and then i love that it just like regurgitates blood too. Oh, probably man, so, so early. I was thinking that. I was thinking in terms of like, okay, so why did it do that that time and not the time with his dad? Like, why did it regurgitate blood? And I was thinking maybe because the it had the the fake horse in it and it was probably like pushing up against something. Maybe like, well, it didn't eat his dad. No, but like when it regurgitates stuff at the beginning of the film. Mm -hmm. You know the keys. Oh, the keys the and shit. Right, right, right. It does that over the house, That's and true. then it dumps blood. You know, on top of the house. Right. Like, so I was thinking that it had to. Yeah. I imagine it probably had to do with the fact that like it still had that giant fake horse. Oh right, right, right. Sucked yeah. up in its system, so it like, was all like had like jacked up when it regurgitated all it, that that moved down all the metal stuff. Put pump that horse into his yeah. truck. Yeah. Because he got rained on too. Yeah. God. Probably like that, trying to vomit that out right. and managed to vomit some people out too. So gnarly. So gnarly. <laughs> what that, else do you got? That also leads to my favorite best note in the movie. Oh, yeah. And it's hands down him in his truck, opening the door, looking up. It's all. Nope. It's just <laughs> closing the door and then following it with locking it. I love when he fucking walks in. It's the same thing as Angel grabbing the knife and hiding under the table. Yeah. Like, it's just so unnecessary. Psychologically, yeah. this makes me like, feel better. Maybe. Like, yeah. 
It's all it is. And I fucking love that because it is human as fuck. Yeah. Like, the nope is just insane because he said it a couple times after facing this thing. Yeah. He's seen it in different forms and different categories and he said nope a couple times. Like, he thought he saw alien people and said nope. Yeah. And, like, he runs that line. But that is my favorite one, obviously. It's the yeah, best truck, yeah. Uh, then that leads into, uh, into the high five handshake hype. Fucking Oh, uh, just... I love that. God. I fucking love that so much. I want an excuse to be able to do that with someone, but I need to know that they know yeah. what I'm doing. Because like, we're doing this, we're doing this, and then just... I fucking... It's just... You see how pumped they are to be able to, like, fucking knock that shit it's out. It's the most emotion you see in him in the entire Yeah, movie. absolutely. Yeah. And then he just goes back to being Stone Cold right like, after that. I yeah. love that. I love uh, Angel being like... Well, asking as someone who was in the house when the shit went down and then fucking Emerald is like that and he just like they fist bump because <laughs> they they were like, both yes. in the house when the alien was above the house. Like like Shitting we survived. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, lo- I love that because it is such like a moment of like we bonded. Yeah. Like, you know like, That's right. That's uh, right. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> so great. God, I loved it. Uh, other than that, it was like the ending kind of tie-in with like the yeah eye-to-eye thing. That was huge. I'm like, man, oh, that was fucking cool. That was cute. I like that part. I mean, yeah, I like it was cute. I love all of the lead up to the the final act and everything the final yeah. act is great how it all plays out is, mm-hmm. is great and fun like just I enough don't, callbacks you know and, yeah and i mean it all kind of like comes together like i love the bit with the the camera and stuff like that with mm-hmm. the um and we'll talk a little bit That's more right. about that here in a couple minutes um, because I think a lot more of that has to do with our namesake. So, like, I don't want to dive into that <laughs> too much yet. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, so I think that'll probably about do it for uh, the good stuff for us, right? Yep. Um, so, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave these beautiful white sand beaches because we are getting a call that... Uh, we might need to to tow in a boat, and it just happens to be uh, Ben Gardner's boat. All right, so here, Ben Gardner's boat, aka the shit, aka what we didn't like about the movie. We discuss surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise! What we didn't like about the movie. So, Ryan, don't worry. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. I feel like you always get to go first. Why can't I go no, first? No, no, I'd love for you to go first. <laughs> okay, the first thing I have on my don't like list I is I just don't like it. it. No, never mind. Go no, ahead. please, do tell. I'd love to know what you don't like about how I do things on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do things my own way, but 
Well, yeah. Anytime you want to run the show, I'd be happy to sit back. Okay. First thing that I didn't like about the movie was the CGI monkey. Mm. Like, come on, gang. Like, you got like a fucking... Like, you didn't like the CGI or you didn't like the monkey? Well, the monkey's a bit of a tool, to say the least, but... <laughs> As we've established, he was just acting his own nature, so uh, right, can't be right. too mad about that. That's on I, my list, actually. I don't like how it, it just the CGI is not great, and I feel like we're we're in a space where, like, particularly if you watch the Planet of the Apes movies, like we can make <laughs> an ape look higher, really, really realistic, and, and they it, talk, yeah, and they look good. They look like they shoot guns. They look like monkeys, so um, they walk and act like monkeys. So I just feel I like expect more. Yeah. The the CGI on the monkey does not look great. Uh, neither does the clothing on the monkey. Like the clothing is probably Rough. the worst part. See, I, I that didn't even catch me as much as like the blood. Oh, had yeah. like it looked like a video game. Yeah, it was like all yeah. like the highlights and everything. Yeah, it, it looked, looked like very, it was like very, in, very in jelly. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bright, and it looked like it was in jelly. Yeah. Uh, but that's not why I didn't like the monkey scene. I didn't like the monkey scene because it was unnerving. <laughs> the CGI was up there, but I just didn't like it in general. I hated it. It made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Especially because the movie starts with it. Yeah. I was so unsettled with the sounds that were happening on a black screen yeah. leading up to that intro. I was like, oh my god, I knew this movie was going to be intense, but fuck. That's just smart filmmaking right there. It right? was great, yeah. yeah. It, both of my dislikes are because I like them so much. And it's because it makes such a good film. Like, they're on my dislikes because they're great and because it's like, you know, you hate a villain because they did such a good job. Yeah. yeah. Type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and we'll, that's one of them. We'll end with that because i only have two things and like one of them is the cgi yeah. monkey and the other is the audience at the star lasso experience mm -hmm. i just feel like it's so sparse like i feel like True. there's i feel like i didn't like, notice what, it what are we but... what are we doing like like you have a budget to like fit at least come on you could have put 30 more people in that audience and yeah. really kind of like you don't have to change anything you don't have to change anything about um, I mean, they are in the I, middle of the desert. I know, but still, like, it feels like if you include the employees, it seems like there's fucking 15 people in that audience, yeah. you know? With so, his guest star. Yeah. Which was wild. Yeah. That was a hard trailer hit. Yeah, her little messed up face. Yeah. Creepy. Very. But as soon as he said her name, I was just like, what? That's okay. That's the one that just got her face beat in for like fucking eating off straight. Yeah. He beats the shit out of her and eats her. Yeah. Crazy. But she's still alive. Yeah. And just ruins the day. Yeah. But that was, yeah. <laughs> I don't hear it over there. Um, obviously, that was like a very intensifying part of the longer trailer that I saw. Yeah. Because you get that glimpse and you're just like, like yeah. oh, I knew this was an alien movie, but 
are they among us now? Yeah, that's that's, that's what it, the, that's what it seemed like. They in the did trailer. that twist in the trailer. Yeah, you're like, is that supposed to be? And then then you watch the boom. You're like, all right, cool. Now I just feel like a piece of shit for thinking that was an alien. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who went through a very tragic ordeal, which went into my other dislike. I disliked it because I liked it so much. Was the children pranking him? It fucked me up. I was so that was the most freaked out I was in that entire movie. Was when I thought they had like actually come into uh-huh. to like take the horses, uh-huh. and he just like stumbled upon them, and I was like, "Oh fuck, they're like they're here," uh-huh. type of thing, and it turned out to be like kids, which from watching the trailer and you think that little glimpse of her like fucked up face is an alien yeah amongst them spins you into when you see that scene i was just like this is what's happening this is the direction we're going yeah they're here he's just like accidentally stumbled upon them see they don't know what to do and neither does he and i'm like this is fucking terrifying this is science I, that was, like, one of my favorite little twists about the movie, because, like, when it happened, like, I was the same thing, like, when you first see that first alien, I was like, oh, God, that's creepy, and then I was like, the more that's, the longer that scene played out, I was like, is this really what we're doing, like, right, and I was like, like, it's almost losing integrity, yeah, I'm like, like, I'm spooked, but... Like okay, so they're already here. So what's the what are we doing? Like yeah, where do we go from here? And the minute he punches him and it's a kid, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you you won me back. Exactly. I thought this was gonna be just like another by the numbers, like wannabe signs thing. Exactly. So I was like, okay, thank God. A that scene's over, (laughs) and B there's more at foot. Yeah, and we can get back into what's really a bigger scheme, which is what makes this movie. Yeah. 100%. One hundred percent. Because at first you're just like, "Oh shit, we're we're doing the science thing," and I'm scared, obviously, because you know it's just a, a little bit enough of a different updated setting. Yeah. But no, I liked the way it went. I didn't want you know there to be like things. fuzzy monkey no. aliens. Yeah, like right. <laughs> but man, that distance. Dude, when that it first when that, one when you really first see it, it and it, it sets in like what mm-hmm. you actually see because your your mind doesn't process it at first and then you're like, there's something you're over looking, there in that corner looking. and then you're like, oh, and I was like scanning and I didn't even see it against the saddle until you said something. Yeah, like, I just went uh or yeah, something like, like that, uh. and I was just like, and I was like over here, and then when you said that, like it was, I'd already done a pan of like, is anything moving? And then as I came back, it's like head came up right when you said that, and I was just like, what the fuck? And I was just like, <laughs> eating my hood, and I was just like, are we doing this? Because science fucked me up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just asked you if there were fucking jump scares. Jump scares, and you said watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it but I hated it because it was great yeah and I liked the way they did that yeah like that was a very cheeky like no no this is not that kind of alien yeah movie. yeah and uh, back in I love that it's like oh fuck we're in it again it just it really does kind of um you know flip expectations in that regard yeah. kind of go against the grain which uh yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of. Which reminds me, and I didn't even write it down, but I did have a harder dislike with the praying mantis. It's just 
for lack of better terms. It bugged me. <laughs> How we they went about fucking it. Fucking puns all night long. <laughs> I just, there could have possibly been another way to go about it. Like, like, what do you mean? I don't know. Like, a light shining at it or something. I don't know. But the fact that there just happens to be a praying mantis on a camera that can wiggle for that long. And it won't move. It's just, I don't know. See, that kind of lends it more towards, like, the the comedic aspect. Yes. Because then when Angel's like, there's, there's a bug. There's a bug on the camera. Right. There's a bug on the camera. And, and then. It's a the, good tie-in for him. Yeah. And then fucking it Emerald is like, is like oh, God, it's so on there. She's like, I hope you like fucking Sour Patch right. Kids, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Shugging at it. Um, <laughs> it is. It, it's a very good segue. And it brings him in, especially after he's like, I can monitor him remotely. And like, no. Uh-huh. And he's like, mm, dude, anyways. <laughs> and that's the play. Hey, like, my, my supervisor is going to call you and ask how my service was. <laughs> five stars, Angels, five stars. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> His intro as a Fry's employee is just amazing. <laughs> I love that they pick one of the fries with the, the fucking spacecraft crash into it. You know? oh, <laughs> For all their stupid things. I forgot about that, that they all have themes. Yeah. The, or the Octave one, wasn't that a space one too? No. Oh no, it was like a western. Uh, I don't even remember. I mean, that might have been, that might have been what it was. I don't know what the outside looked like, but the interior were all western photos. I remember yeah. that. My stepbrother worked there. Damn. I remember they were all like vintage western photos. What a trip. Around there, inside. I don't know if they didn't all have that, but... Well, I don't know what they've, the theme they've gone the way of the dodo, so it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, like it worked out too well. <laughs> but that is awesome for the movie. Speaking of things that didn't work out too well, Ben Gardner, it didn't work out too well for you trying to go after a great white shark. Alright, you buddy. But uh, odds are that it's going to work out pretty well for us when we go have dinner at the Brody's. Yeah, baby. How was your day? Well, so here uh, at the Brody's, we're going to chow down on, I don't know, probably some cod or rockfish, whatever they caught down at the local fishery, whatever Ellen decided to bring home. Uh, But after dinner, yeah, yeah, hopefully it hadn't gone bad yet. Um, (laughs) Maybe some cedar plank salmon. Uh... (laughs) Uh, but after dinner's over, you know, Chief Brody's gonna sit at the table with his son, and his son's gonna mimic every one of his moves, and we're gonna talk about how this film mimics the moves of Jaws. Yeah, maybe. Um, Brian, just off the top of your head, do you think you can name a couple of the inspirations that this film takes from Jaws? Yes, uh... The setting itself. <laughs> Not being landlocked, but being hunted by a territorial predator. Uh, the cast, which we talked about. Yeah. Uh, 
Those probably are main ones. Uh, we can dive deeper into those. Yeah, I, I got some beats. So, yeah. my argument for this film, and one of the reasons that, spoiler alert, that I <laughs> loved it, uh, was I found myself thinking, particularly once we realized that this is an extraterrestrial being yeah. and not a spacecraft right. full of aliens, um, that this is essentially a creature feature and one that very much feels like Jaws on a farm. Um, I've used that expression numerous times <laughs> when discussing this film. Razorback is just... That's... The, <laughs> that's uh, Jaws on Trotters, I believe is what they called that one. <laughs> I love that. Jaws on Trotters is Razorback. On Trotters. Trotters. Yeah, no, I got Trotters. it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Nope is Jaws on a Farm. Um, <laughs> yep. You think about the setup. Think about uh, uh, kind of a community. In this case, it's a, a farm that is needs to make money to survive yep. uh so amd yeah amd can't be shut down during summertime otherwise they will fucking starve to death during the winter essentially they make all their money during summertime yep uh, uh haywoods uh are on the verge of bankruptcy to the point that they're selling off all of their prized horses in order to be able to make ends meet um, just so happens that Jupe is feeding those horses to an alien, that sack of <laughs> shit. Uh, bastard got all that was coming to him. God. Uh, we have the everyman that is Chief Brody in two characters, um, OJ and Emerald. They kind of form a pair, um of every men that are just kind of thrust into this extraordinary situation. You have the scientist that is Matt Hooper in Jaws, and in this film is Angel, the tech-savvy guy. Yep. And then we have the great white hunter that is Quint in Jaws, and in this film it is the cinematographer Antler's host, who is chasing the white whale, the perfect shot. The impossible. Yes, the impossible shot. Um, so he really does kind of fall under that Ahab um, uh, stereotype, which, which Quint is very much based off of. I mean, Quint in the novel, as you know, dies the same way Ahab dies in Moby Dick. He is drowned when he's trying to harpoon the shark. Yep. So, um, R.I.P. baby, and obviously Antler's host in this film <sighs> dies trying to get his Man. impossible shot. Um, there's a lot of parallels in just like obvious ways, like the structure, the way the film kind of plays out. You know, it's this. You you have a sequence of events that starts the film, that sets a trajectory, monster shows up, 
kills somebody. Yep. And then it's a matter of the monster showing up again. Our heroes kind of deciding that there's something that needs to be done about it. And then building towards what what our climax will be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less obvious things that kind of take a little bit, a couple of viewings to really set in. The score itself, I'm a big fan of the music of this movie. Yeah. Um, it has a very kind of um, almost uh, ethereal and um, adventuristic sort of yeah. way about it in the same way that the score for Jaws does, particularly if you think about not the not the the theme for the shark, but more the the theme for the three heroes, mm-hmm. which is a very you know upbeat, mm-hmm. um, fun score. Yeah, um, where the theme for Nope feels like a combination of that and ET. You know, yeah, where, it has a retro take. Yeah, and it just cool. kind of like almost like twinkling lights yeah. sort of sound effect. And something magical and, and fantastical yeah. is happening. And I, I don't know, it just feels very John Williams in that way. So that feels very inspired by Jaws. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I very much caught on this watch was the flags. The trail of flags ends up mm-hmm. kind of being the yellow barrels. Mm-hmm. Because it's a signal for, you know, when you see those flags coming through. Yeah. You know for that, a while. You know that the shark yep. is there, you basically. get rid of that. Uh-huh. Like, there's your tell. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it's a big one right before the, like, mass killing. And then the way that they manage to kill the alien yeah. organism is by having it bite down on something that explodes it from the inside. Yeah. So I I I mean and I could I could keep I could keep going on. Oh, you yeah. know um there there are numerous beats and instances that are just like it just feels like Jaws like even like and they're all sitting around the dinner table, like kind of planning stuff. Mm-hmm. It does kind of feel like that lighting was killer too. Uh-huh. And it's very like in the cabin scene mm-hmm. with the four of them. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, I so there's there's just beat after beat, thing after thing that mm-hmm. like when I was watching, I was like, oh, that feels like Jaws. That feels mm-hmm. like Jaws. And it doesn't. The thing that's great is unlike. Other movies that we have discussed and other movies we will continue to discuss in regards to Jaws, it doesn't feel like it's ripping Jaws off. It feels very much like its own thing that is making, that is paying homage to what has come before. It's such a great, like, fun sci-fi take. Yes. Um... And it does it in a very, very tasteful way, which Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily say for something like Razorback. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I fucking love that movie. No, it's it's case in point, you know, you can can do it and you can do it well, or you can do it and you can do it creatively and well. This is 
a fucking alien movie. Yeah. With child's inspiration. Yeah. And he and Peele just knocks it out of the park. He's an amazing director and the way they like set it and the scenery and everything is just great. It's Jaws, but it's Jaws on a farm. Yeah. But done correctly and respectfully, I think yeah. is the right way to do it. Yeah. Again, it's not like it's not like Jordan Peele set out to rip off Jaws. No. It was he set out to make his own story yeah. and worked off of an outline yeah. that the inspiration's there. Yeah, absolutely. But you he knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah. And again, it's not, you know it's a very one one day one day we'll discuss Grizzly, which is <laughs> you know, Jaws in the Forest. And you will just fucking spit within the first five minutes because you're like, oh my god, do they have no shame? I can't wait. Uh, and on that note, we're going to take a quick little break. We will be back to discuss more about Nope. Uh, we're going to talk about some alcoholic beverages that pair well with this movie. We're going to talk about some behind-the-scenes stuff with this movie. We're going to hand out some awards. It's going to be a lot of fun. We look forward to having you join us for this second part of the Johnny Jaws cast discussion on Nope. So, until then, y'all motherfuckers, we'll see you on the flip side. Adios, muchachos. <laughs> <laughs>